listening to the Retail Razor Show, where your expert hosts and their guests cut through the clutter in retail and retail tech to shape the future of retail. Hello and welcome to a special Season 2, Episode 10 of the Retail Razor Show. This is the first of a multi-part series recorded live and in person at the NRF 2023 show from January 13th to 18th, otherwise known as NRF Week. And I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. And I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. Welcome Retail Razor Show listeners. Retail's favorite podcast for product junkies, commerce technologists, and everyone else in retail and retail tech alike. And for this special bonus, welcome NRF fans to our hot take hashtag NRF Live miniseries. Well, Casey, this is an incredible treat for listeners and viewers, just like our last episode, our top 10 trends and predictions for 2023. The recordings in this miniseries all happened live and in person while, you know, about 35,000 or so of our closest retail friends swarmed in New York City. <laughs> I just loved recording face to face when we're just not these two little squares from the shoulders up on a Zoom screen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's set the stage here for this series. Lot, lots happening because not only is this a special live and in-person recording series, but it's also a podcast crossover event. Wait, really? Yes, really. We are crossing over with our fellow retail avenger, Jeff Roster, and his This Week in Innovation podcast. Here's what will happen. So this episode kicks off our hashtag NRF live series with what may be my absolute favorite podcast recording of our entire run so far. All-time fave. Like, that's saying a lot. I mean, I adore Jeff, but this is an all-time fave. D yes, yes, really, of, of, of all time. Well, at least until the next one. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, well, with that kind of buildup, you'll have to explain a little more. So, spell. Okay, okay. So, late last year, Jeff and I were talking about our NRF plans, comparing how many places we, we overlapped and Realize it would be a great opportunity to do a series of interviews of super interesting people at NRF, friends we don't often see in person, and just talk trends, talk about what's hot at the show, what's coming next in retail. So the crossover was born, and we thought we'll, we'll jointly host these interviews, and then we'll just release them all across both the Retail Razor Show and This Week in Innovation. Very cool. I'm digging this. But wait, there's more. <laughs> in your best enough voice. I'm trying to build up some suspense here. We're already on the edge of our seat. <laughs> so, so not only is this our first crossover series, but it's also our first sponsored podcast. Look at our podcast. It's adulting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We didn't realize just how popular we, we've become. So while Jeff and I were making plans around who we try to interview during NRF, there was one important thing we realized. We, we actually need a really solid place to sit down and record during NRF because let's face it, the Javits Center isn't the most conducive to podcast recording. It's not the con most conducive for much. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we could do this while sitting in front of Starbucks either. Right, exactly, exactly. But fortunately for us, our, our good friends of the show and avid podcast supporters at Avanade made us a really nice offer to use some space in their lounge area on the fourth floor, just above the expo hall. So fans of our show may have seen a preview photo of this setup on LinkedIn during NRF as we posted a few behind the scenes pics courtesy of the, the marketing team at Avanade. Oh, big shout out to the marketing team at Avanade for their support and for providing such an amazing space. I wish I could have been there for all of these. Yeah, we, we definitely missed you for those. And, and for this episode's recording, we were also fortunate to take advantage of another great spot in one of the conference rooms at the Microsoft Times Square office right after this year's Retail ROI Super Saturday event had concluded right at the same location. So extra fortunate. We happened to run into two very special friends of the show who've been on before. They agreed to sit down with Jeff and me to have an open conversation about our first two days at NRF about what we expected to find, what we might uncover during the show. And to be fair, Jeff and I pitched this as a quick 15-minute recording to them to convince them to do it. And of course, that turned into a nearly 15-minute session because guess what happens when you have four retail friends get together haven't seen each other in person in so long? Yeah, we just don't stop. I mean, <laughs> it would be very much like a Friends TV show, reunion episode. You just keep going and going because there's just yeah. so much happening yeah. in the industry right now. You, you said it. You said it. So 
So we'll be hearing our, our conversation this episode with none other than retail legend Vicky Cantrell, currently the CEO at Vendors in Partnership and organizer of the VIP Awards event during NRF, plus uh, Ron Thurston, author of the best-selling book Retail Pride and host of the Retail in America podcast and tour. And of course, to top it all off, since we're all a Rethink Retail top retail influencers for 2023, just announced at the NRF show. Absolutely incredible. And I'm so honored to be on the list this year and included a big congrats all around to everyone for making the cut and sharing their perspectives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and fun fact, this might even surprise some listeners and viewers, but Ron and I met in person for the first time at this NRF show. You know, absolute, it's a, like a pandemic story, right? I mean, as, after all these years that we've known each other, but this was the first time we actually met face-to-face in person. Wow. I didn't realize that. I actually yeah. met Ron during the pandemic in Dominican Republic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that is just an amazing little fun fact. You know, we forget how how often we work with people that we've actually That's right. never been IRL with. That's right. And, you, and you'll hear us talk about that in the recording too, because we all had stories of, uh, that had happened to us just in those first couple of days. Yeah. I mean, how could we build up this episode any more than we already have? So let's get to it and not keep everyone waiting. Yes, I totally agree. Ah, I want to point out one more thing. You didn't just do that, did you? I did. But first, I want to point out that you've said multiple viewer multiple times now, and I know we told our listeners they could see us on video in episode one of this season, but we've had some tough technical issues plaguing us all season long. <laughs> this is actually the first one we've released this season with video. Good point. Good catch, Casey. Yes, yes, we actually do have video this time. And Honestly, we have our, our great friends at Rethink Retail to thank for that. Gabriella Bach, one of the producers at Rethink, was gracious enough to record our conversation on video. And well, if you're watching the video, you have to pay attention to just how small a conference room that was. I don't know how she managed to stay with us for, for almost the entire time, carefully walking around the room with video gear. And it, it was just an amazing effort. You know, we, we had also told her it was going to be 15 minutes and she thought, oh, great, this is this will be a fun to do. And sure enough, turns into 50. So, you know, what what an amazing effort. And thanks so much to, to Gabrielle and Rethink for, for doing that for us. Well, talk about commitment and just incredible continued support. And if you're a careful viewer, you'll also catch another familiar Rethink retail face in the background taking photos. I won't give away who it is yet, but when we come back, we'll let you in on the scoop. Okay, well, after this incredibly long intro that we've managed now, maybe our longest yet, let's dive in and listen to what Jeff, Vicky, Ron, and myself had to say about the VIP awards, retail ROI, NRF in general, and just the state of retail today and, and what we expect to, to happen this year. And, and you'll see why this is quickly my, my favorite podcast we've ever done. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Jeff Roster, co-host of This Week in Innovation. And you guessed it, this is part of our crossover series between our two podcasts. How are you doing, Jeff? I am doing fantastic, Ricardo. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. And part of that, I would say, is true for you, too, because we are live and in person at the NRF show which we haven't been in quite some time. Three years. Three well, actually, years. Well, I was you here, were here, I was you here last you get, year. You get bonus points I for last year. I was here last year. You get bonus points okay. for last year. The, re- that's the true. startup that's community true. came strong last year. That's I'll true. Just leave that's it very that. true. I'll you can, that. We'll, we'll leave that one there. Leave that one there. And we are joined by two incredibly wonderful people in the retail industry. Vicki Cantrell. How are you doing, Vicki? Good. <laughs> and Ron Thurston. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. So we thought we would just kind of kick things off by talking a little bit about the first couple of events that have started NRF Week this year, starting with Vicky with your event last night as of when we were recording this, the Vendors in Partnership Awards Ceremony. Why don't you give us a, a quick recap of some of the highlights? Oh, I'd love to. It was really an amazing night. Um, we, uh, I started this thing three years ago, and last night I think we kind of crossed a threshold because the message 
that I have dreamed about is really taking hold. And it's about how we do business, not who does business with who. And really about problem solving, not solution selling. And the things that really resonated with me last night and the things that people come up and say to me have to do with the fact that I say that, you know, people buy from people, they don't buy from companies. Um, the gratitude that people had when they had to kind of put together their nominations and they realized they took a breath and said how far they've come and they were able to recognize their teams. These are all the relationship aspects um, that flowed through the night. Aside from that, it was a beautiful night, beautiful venue, so much love in the room. We sold out. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank that's you. That's a big achievement. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liked it when I could move around a little. I know easier. you do. I know. Just so you know, <laughs> there were people it was, here today. It wasn't quite as easy moving around this, this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, we're really thrilled with the evening and uh, a lot of great buzz. And I just believe I always thought I was pushing a rock uphill to take away <laughs> this this aspect of buyer seller. Yeah. But you know, it's that rock is moving, and yeah. so I'm thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the way you put it because I really feel like your event uh, so nicely demonstrate that it is a relationship. It's not just buyer-seller, right? right? It's a partnership between what we're all collectively trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the room is equals, and that's what makes this the most special party. And, and people are not tired. You know, they're, this is their celebration. This is the celebration for the people that actually run this show. And mm -hmm. are going to go through a grueling four or five days that's going to make the, or break their year, right? right? And right. why mm -hmm. not? Let's celebrate for what they bring to the industry and what they allow us all to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said, well said. Ron, what's your impression so far at like, I, I guess I would call this day two of NRF Week. It's day two for us. I don't know about else. For everybody, but for us. You know, I had the, I had the, I've known Vicky for, I think, 15 years. So we go way back to Tory Birch years. Um, and Vicky was generous enough last year to invite me to give out an award to retailers favorite. And this year I was nominated. So it was great to just be there and to be, even though I'm not a vendor, I feel like I know so many of the vendors. I've been a retailer. I have so many friends in the room. It's just a joy. It's a joy to be there. And, and you're right. I think it's early. Everyone dresses up. Yes. You know, yeah. By yes. Tuesday, yeah. I have this feeling. You know, we'll I'll be wearing jeans and t-shirts. One hundred percent. hundred percent. Don't care right. anymore. But right. um, it's a beautiful event. Thanks. Beautiful. Unfortunately, yeah. my feet are already cooked, but and I'm only on day <laughs> one. Only day, and this yeah. is a this yeah. I have not factored in. So <laughs> right. I, I got That's true. We're, we're all still learning. So here. no yeah. sensible <laughs> shoes then, huh? I have some. <laughs> 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 you, you can't get enough sensible shoes. I That's get enough true. takeaway I have from yeah. that. Yeah. But no, no matter how much you try. So we're also all here on day two at one of my other favorite events of the week, Retail ROI's Super Saturday. Uh, I was excited to be able to host this event at the Microsoft office in Times Square. Um, Jeff, I think you, want to sh you had some stats you'd like to share maybe on how we did. Well... Very well. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's analyst speak for hmm. I think we were well over $320,000. Yeah, it's I think a, we're it was the closer to 350. 350. Yeah. Wow. It was the second so. biggest year mm. revenue wise. Um, the other observations uh, crazy energy. So I would agree with, um, you know, as, as, as somebody that was at uh, Vicky's event, the energy was off the charts. That was the big speculation um, that I was testing, you know, in the, in the, the run up to NRF series I was doing is what do you expect? You know, and we were talking about make sure you have, you know, masks and, and all this and be sensitive to who people, you know, whatever. And that's, that's all, that advice is all still active, but uh, I think, I think people are ready to rock and yeah, roll. The energy and is the there. Energy's yeah, yeah. The, the charts. energy's off the charts. The energy's there, right? Um, Definitely want to be sensitive if people are still have have whatever issues, but uh, solid energy. We kind of got a sense of that maybe Wednesday, Thursday. You could just start. I could start seeing the emails confirmed for uh, VIP, and definitely, definitely today for sure. This is day two, and tons of energy. People want to you know re reconnect. Um, gosh, I don't know about you guys, but um, I've bumped into at least ten people that I've known virtually. For, for years now, right? For uh, years now, at, yeah, who I believe I have yeah. a legitimate relationship. Right, and right. I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, no, that, that's oh, absolutely that's true. So I mean, well, true. so, so right, absolutely. Ron, yeah. Ron and I have now, I don't know, known each other right, for a couple yeah, of years. A couple of years now, yeah, but we, this was the first day we finally got to meet in person. Wow. It's true. It's really yeah. true. Okay, yeah. so I'm shocked because as as well as Zoom does things, people look different in yeah. person. Yeah. And, <laughs> like somebody walked in who I've had probably 15 Zooms with. And she was about a foot taller than I expected. She walked in and I thought, and yeah. so you don't recognize, right, you know, right, yeah. it's, it's yeah. really something. So There's going to be a lot yeah. of that this, this there year. There will be. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so what's everyone thinking now that we've, we've kind of had a taste of the energy after a couple of events, the, the full-blown show starts tomorrow. So what is everyone thinking the vibe is going to be on the show floor? Mm-hmm. I would say that um, because of this energy and and what I'm hearing just in a few conversations of today and yesterday is, uh, and people are actually saying that, you know, the pandemic, so we're ready to get back out there. They're using this kind of language and this is solution providers. And for them, that means get back out there. I want to go to events. I want to pick and choose different types of events. I want to get, you know, more involved in different types of things. And today we heard about two different vendors who are now heavily involved and didn't know anything about ROI. So when you when you that think hurt about a little bit when right? she said that, it's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. yes. But <laughs> yeah. but you know, you just because they are now wanting to be involved in new things, new mm-hmm. ways, get back out right. there. I right. would say the watch phrase is get back out yeah. there. And that's what yeah. we're gonna see yeah. on the floor that yeah. people yeah. are gonna be looking to like am i up to date on technology let me stop at all these booths to really feel like i'm connected again yeah that's what i I think yeah and i think because there's been so much conversation about all the new ideas and all the new technology yeah you actually need to touch and feel it similar to shopping in a retail store i think i'm excited to go down you know innovation lane and what are all these brands bringing what are what's happening what are some big new ideas yeah and you know, a lot of retailers, and I'm sure we'll speak about the Rethink Retail Bash coming up. But the minute I posted of, you know, hey, Rethink Retail is having this, the amount of responses mm. that I received yeah. of like, I'd love to right. go, I'd love to go. Yes. The, right. the willingness and desire to reconnect is powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, well, since you brought up the, the Rethink Retail that we're, I think we're all going to be at uh, Monday night, what, what other, so day one, Official day one, I'll call it, right, for NRF Sunday tomorrow. That's on day two. Um, Anything else anyone is excited to be going to of the remaining days? I'm sorry, but I can't not talk about rock and roll retail. I I mean, Uh, I'm with you on that one. That's (laughs) that's the other thing where retailers are so embedded in different fun areas of life. Okay. Yes. They do charity work. They go on trips. Mm -hmm. They play music. They make a band. They (laughs) And and it all comes together here. And it all comes together here. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited for that one too. That's another another Monday late evening. Oh my gosh. Monday. Yes. And then of course the retail retailer insider. I was just gonna say that one too. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be my first year attending that. Hmm. So so get ready. Get ready. ready. That's a that's a nine p.m. There, on a there, Sunday night. There won't night. be a lot of coat and tie at that one. That's a little <laughs> more raucous for sure. Um, very <laughs> good. A um, lot of people. Uh, you know, so it's the energy is clearly here. There's no doubt about it. The as uh, ugly and hideous as COVID was, it clearly was a stimulant to to innovation. I mean, we tracked that on Absolutely. this week. I think you did it on Retail Razor yeah. too. The, yeah. the yeah, I mean, the number of Bopus uh, setups were just mm-hmm. off the charts. Right. We now realize low code's a real unique strategic advantage to right. uh, be able to move faster, more nimbler. And so I think what we're going to see is really, I don't want to say an explosion of innovation because I would argue, I mean, I've been tracking it for 20 years. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I, I don't think things just explode, but they accelerate. And the ability to innovate and the fact that startups three or four or five years ago really weren't even, I mean, Vicki, when you were there, I mean, you were just starting yeah. to bring the startups yes. in. Yes. They were always mm-hmm. there. There were, I mean, I live in Silicon Valley. Right. We've been doing startups really since Hewlett and Packard got right. together in 1938. Right. So we're not new to startups, but all of a sudden the industry has said, this is this giant opportunity to, to um, showcase this. And in- this innovation has always been going on. That's why, you know, the right. big companies have, are, have been 
uh, making acquisitions. But now we're we're featuring these people, and this is the I mean the heart of of business is these and some young entrepreneurs, a lot not so young entrepreneurs, <laughs> but that energy and they're being featured now. Yeah, and it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it's just going to be. I think it's going to be a celebration of innovations. Maybe the way I'm going to start phrasing it, Jeff. Because- you know, I also want to say something about innovation. That that overused word, okay? And mm-hmm. because when you say innovation, everybody thinks tech innovation, mm-hmm. okay? But what the last few years have shown us is that innovation is across the board. Innovation on how you speak to each other, mm-hmm. innovation on how mm-hmm. teams work together, innovation on how you approach something. By the way, you wouldn't Low code wouldn't have such a, a presence if there wasn't innovation in how you do things, well, that's the key, not just that's the tech. And so people have really changed how they do business, and that requires innovation of thought and innovation of how you use your people. And Great. you yeah, know, because yeah. retailers have to be like super agile. Yeah, and and it's only <clears throat> as effective as the adoption. Normally, which has to happen in a store. Oh, boy. So, Isn't like, that the, the I, truth? It's the truth. And That's so there, it, there's so much Powerful new. There's a lot of, I'll say this, there's a lot of people who develop technology that have never worked in retail. Yes. And no. so there's, yes. <laughs> I know it's a, a bold shock, statement. Right, you know, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> oh, shockingly. We've got, story, we got a whole podcast where, where we could talk, tell stories. Central <laughs> office. No, it's not a central office. It's called a store. Please change that on your slide deck. I love I it. I catch a lot of that. And I love you it. still see it at the store and level. You do st- I mean, it's the 50% want to quit their job working oh. in retail stat. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, those. I think that and so I think there's this whole concept again of what does the store need? Mm-hmm. Ask the store right. before right. you go right. and develop technology. Right. And there are, um, there's a solution that will be in the innovation aisle this year called Reflex, and they're doing on-demand staffing. Yeah. And so this is an actual need that is in- integral to the success of our industry yeah. to say yeah. that we need on-demand gig economy style retail workforce right. because the workforce yeah. is demanding it. They're demanding flexibility. So here's someone that's innovating this idea yes. and coming up with new technology. So don't just create something because you think it's a good idea. Ask the people who need this technology and how they'll use it. That's why I'm such a big Ubik fan who yeah. were, you know, also nominated last night. Yeah. They they really listen to what the stores need. Yep. Stores and restaurants need. And it's that's why the adoption's so high. You yeah. want I'll tell you a little secret. There's a bunch of CIOs that the first question they ask a tech vendor is, tell me what you think of my store. It's a great question. Yeah, yes. You want, you want to know great how many question. vendors could wash out right out there? A, yep. lot. a lot. A lot. So these people have so spent basic. hundreds, yeah. if not thousands of dollars to maybe fly, travel, prepare for a meeting, and they did not go to the physical store mm-hmm. and make yeah. some observations. Yeah. And and it's just like, you know, it's just like a crocodile just ready to pounce because they, you know, the CIO just first question, tell me what you think. And it's not a trick question. No. I was in your store. It seemed busy. It mm-hmm. seemed cluttered. It seemed really good. I liked the lighting. I did. I, I, yeah. It's right. See, <clears throat> yeah. you got to, you're telling me you're going to try to do and you don't know their business. And that's the point you're making. And that's valuable. Really valuable. Um, yeah. we, I, I ask that question that often of management candidates. I, I was going to say. My office was right here in Times yeah. Square. There yeah. were six Intermix stores in the city. Tell me the story you were in last. Uh, and the, mm-hmm. the question yeah. could end yeah. you know, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And so you're I, right. Yeah. It's like do your homework, learn what's necessary, learn what's important, and then help. Right. You know, help us right. be better because right. of it. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that question is so powerful because to your point, Rami, and I've used that myself being on the vendor side in a meeting with a group of retail executives or I've asked them, well, more from a wanting to learn perspective, I said, well, tell me about your store. Tell me the last time you were in a store and what you thought were the biggest challenges. And I was always surprised. Half the time I asked that question, I couldn't get an answer because I was had a room full of people who couldn't remember the last time they had walked to their own stores. Yeah. So I think that's one, to me, it was one of the most simplest basic things that everybody in the industry can do is just, you know, go visit the store. Yes. Yeah. See what's going on. Novel Ask idea. the people that are there what's so, going wrong. So simple, right? It's, right. it's, it's so, so simple. It sounds so simple. Yeah. You know, well, I, we, we heard some examples today, right? Right. From, in Sharon. one of the sessions from, yeah. from, 
Yeah. Sharon, yeah. True. From the Undercover, Bo- Undercover Boss Get episode. Get to yeah. the source. It's that simple. <laughs> and so. maybe it's not in New York City. <clears throat> Go, you know, as I have traveled across the country this year, I, I would be confident to say a lot of those stores in the heartland of this country have never been visited by an executive. Mm. Can guarantee it. Yeah. Yes, and so maybe get out of L.A., New York, right? And don't go just visit, visit the flagship stores. The low volume, yeah, not just flag, right. low volume, you know, and look for those opportunities yeah. that are available just by asking questions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of those questions. Hopefully, be asked over the next few days. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think the big buzzwords for the show are going to be? Oh, that's a. Great question, Jeff. You know, you know every NRF I, I come to, it seems in recent years, I always start with, I'm sure this is the year every vendor is going to talk about AI. Mm-hmm. I, I still kind of chuckle a little bit. I forget which year it was when it seemed like every time I turn around the expo floor, there was a booth with a robot in it. And and now I want to kind of walk through and say, where did all the robots go? Yeah. <laughs> They're working. They're in the stores, apparently working, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm actually kind of interested to see what the buzzy words are going to be this time. You know, we, we're kind of coming out of a year where the first half of the year, the big buzz was all about metaverse. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't expect that Mm-mm. to be the one. I think there'll be some. I mean, I, I still expect to see some Web3 discussion maybe. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of maybe new applications. I'll, I'll put it that way to AI. You know, certainly things talking about pricing. I think that's a, a big Seems discussion. to be a lot of conversation yeah. around pricing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I expect to hear a lot about returns management. Yeah. Just given where we're yeah. at, you know, that being you know a, what? a solution that I uh, agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Just because it's so unsexy, but it's you know returns are where profits go to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. yet, yeah. if we're going to talk about being sustainable, I mean, the probably the least sustainable process on the planet is returns. Agreed. Yeah. Right. Just right. You Agreed. ship that thing. 8,000 miles or however you process it, you got it out and it's coming back and it's coming back in a far worse condition than it left. And it is a mess and you're touching it again. And every time you touch, you're hanging another dollar on that thing. So if we can figure out how, and, and there were some great conversations today, like, you know, maybe we need to deselect some customers. And I, you know, if we're going to be serious about being sustainable, yeah. Why are you returning so much? Is right. it an issue with sizing, which it clearly is? Yep. Is there technology uh, solutions? They're they're starting to become mm-hmm. some, you know, AI models and and 3D models and all that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. that we can look at. But if somehow we can say, how do we, you know, how do we not return 50% or 60% of stuff? That's a huge yeah. issue. Yeah. That's a yeah. huge one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. So re- returns. Yeah. I, I'm I might debate with you a little bit on metaverse. We'll have to settle up afterwards. But I'm much yeah. more of a fan of immersive commerce, which our friend Michael Sakura yes. has. Yes, and I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we can yeah. we can talk about uh, we can talk about augmented reality yeah. and not talk about you know getting the into virtual some, reality. You no know, crazy. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I, I will concede one point on on metaverse. One. I think I'll, at least I'm getting well, one. I'll, you'll get one today. <laughs> Ask me again at the end of, at the oh, end of I the will, week. My friend, I know oh, you will. I will. I know you'll keep you'll hold me to that. I would say the the one because I know there are sessions about this, so that's that's why I'm going to bring it up. And I've already talked to some folks about it, and I know I see it with our customers and with the partners I work with. One really strong use case for metaverse is digital twins, um, especially with uh, the consumer goods brands that we work with. There, there's lots and lots of interest in that because you can just have if you build the digital twin right, you have your entire operations modeled that you can play around with come up with new operations, new products without ever having to touch anything physical and incur the cost for that. And you'll know up front now, I built it in that digital twin. Now I know what the outcome is going to be before I build version one. So I think that's, mm. to, in my mind, the most valid use case today. Today, because I know you're looking at me, Jeff, and, and you're thinking there's more to it than that. But oh, yes, I'm waiting. I'm, I know, I'm, I'm I know. like a cheetah. You're, I'm you're just finding, I know you're waiting the pounce <laughs> on me for that one. But I'm going to say that's today's use case for Metaverse. All the other ones, I think, I don't know if it's this year, I think they'll come. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. It, it's coming, but I don't know that it's this year. This has this mm. is in that same category of how much you have to pay attention. You have to be paying attention, but c- come where we are economically and where mm-hmm. we are, it's going to be. I'm going to pay attention, and I'm. But I'm also understand that no bright shiny objects. Right. Okay. And right. that's where it is yeah. still. 
You know, right. it's yeah. still that. But you get some of the core pieces. I think that to me is the, the key for some of these. And that's why I keep bringing yes. up the digital well, because like You need AI. a lot of the same core pieces. You need the pieces. Yeah, right. right. You need that yeah. fundamental yeah. infrastructure. Yeah. And that's why immersive, so you can build on. That's why immersive commerce is a superior t- word than to metaverse because you can get those yeah. pieces and yeah. you right. can kind of loop it. Because we right. as analysts, we have to have something to hang that framework on because we got to study it. We got to survey it. We got to forecast it. You ain't forecasting metaverse because that's nonsense. Right, right. Um, oh, it's uh, twenty-two <clears throat> trillion dollars. Okay, I pick what it's ridiculous. What's that based on? But immersive commerce, you can break out AI. Well, you can break out AI as a foundation. You can break out virtual reality, mm-hmm. augmented reality, all these components, and now you can build. Right, right. You can build a deal, and I think that's probably a far better way for us to talk about it. And there's absolutely zero energy, pro or con, around that word. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I think the guy out in my part of the the you know, states maybe kind of mucked up that word just a little bit. <laughs> I won't say who. Just a little, little, little. But, um, but remain no, anonymous so, to protect so the we'll, innocent. Right. So we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to square up. But I'm, I'm thinking augmented reality. Mm, uh, we've had okay. it, we've had it in aviation for 20 years. Uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah. trained in simulators. So the the pieces are not there. And I'll tell you the other thing that's the most interesting about this thing is not so much what Nike's doing in whatever the whatever the virtual reality world they're doing. I think the best example is what Alta Cosmetics is doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and Roblox. Got, and with Roblox. And they've mm-hmm. got a lot of young girls with moms playing mm-hmm. in what sure sounds like a metaverse thing. So now yeah. you're taking it mm-hmm. away from the boys playing World at War. Now you've gone, you know, a far bigger thing and there's clearly value there. And yeah. so that that's when I heard that story. And it's actually even a better story than that. For to share. But um that's telling me, okay, now we've now we've got something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Alta's such a great story it, in because every, in every way, in right. every way, because it's accessible. You see yeah. it in you know hundreds of locations. Right. You see it all over the country. You have a very in-store touch feel. Experience it as you want. You have a metaverse, digital, immersive version of it. And I think that's that's what great retail is. It's that incredibly immersive way to think about it however you choose to experience it right. and that's the point right. where that's you're right. not taking this entire heavy vision and you're just taking out the pieces i mean you look at like the smart mirrors that they're doing where they're actually they've actually invested in, a, in an ai startup to be able to analyze skin it sort of started off as, almost as a medical yeah. uh, strategy that yeah. to determine skin cancers yeah. and all of a sudden hey well you know what if we analyze skin then we can better you know, this is obviously not my area of expertise, but uh, I paid for a lot of this stuff with a daughter <laughs> and a wife. But I mean, that's heavy duty yeah. technology yeah. to involved in that business. And the, the other thing why I just love having Alt on, on the pod is they have an investment fund. Yes. Okay. We're not talking about Walmart or, or Amazon yeah. now. We're talking, and, and they're not a small retailer. I mean, they're over $8 billion. So they're high, you know, they're not a high, they're a major tier one player. But they've set up an investment firm so they could they can go invest in the startup community for for technologies that are appropriate to their business. And they've already made some acquisitions. And now, so, you know, the problem I've always had as an analyst using Walmart and now Amazon is an example. Everyone says, oh, you're giving permission to people not to pay attention. Oh, I'm not Walmart, I'm not Amazon. Well, $2 billion retail, you afford $4 billion, you can right. do this. Yeah. Or yeah. if you don't, understand somebody else is. Right. And right. that's, yeah. you know, right. we're in the business of being in business. And so innovation, how you look at it, that needs to be in a mindset. Now, I'm not saying spend top dollar, but I am saying start thinking about your business differently. Right. And most importantly, and this goes back to a bus ride. I don't know if you remember in Honduras where we talked started talking about the era of an intentional innovation. Uh, that absolutely right. Absolutely you know, right. That was me. That was more than a few yes. moons ago. But yes. uh, I that, remember you and I were yeah. sitting there just kind of going back and forth. And I was just expressing my frustration that the fact that retailers never, ever wanted to talk about the mistakes they made from a technology perspective as, as an analyst. That was so difficult because that's how we learn. Well, and then you said, you know, appropriately so. Well, no one wanted to, you know, seem like they failed. And then, you know, being a gardener and having colleagues in my direct practice that were in the other verticals, when I would share that with them, they'd say, are you crazy? Our greatest successes in manufacturing were failures. That's right. In theory. I mean, the 3M wow. example of uh, of um, uh, yellow uh, stick it notes. That post-its, was, yeah. Post-its. post-its. That right. was like a failed glue experiment that, uh, that a guy that was in a choir wanted to be able to have some kind of a glue that he would stick so he could have his notes for, for singing. And uh-huh. oh, that glue that didn't work was perfect. We're, we're one of the few industries that don't celebrate, or at least didn't celebrate our failures. Yeah. And that, I think, needs to change. And so if I can hmm. get 
retail, senior retail leadership to say, you guys have to push the envelope and you have to be okay. Now, don't break the bank by failing, but fail fast, which is in Silicon Valley. We live by that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fail fast. You know, it's different now. The mindset is different now. Before, there was a fear of that because it always touched the customer and the customer was delicate. Now, today's customer, very different. Today's customer lives, breathes, and sleeps and eats with just mess in mm-hmm. in, in yeah. every retail experience, in every restaurant, yeah. you know, yeah. life, schools, education, right. Right. politics. They live in a mess, okay? So they are going to – and they don't make decisions about where they shop and who they shop with based on whether it was a per- perfect experience. Mm-hmm. Right. They make it for different reasons. So again, you know, hate to beat a dead horse after 40 years of beating a dead horse. <laughs> it starts with the customer. And yeah. it's not about right. the customer who's walking in your store. It's about right. understand the human, what is happening to this human these days. Yeah. What is their life like? What is their family like? Understand them and then apply your brand to it, not here's my brand, where do I find a person who will like that? Could not no, be it's never yeah. been that way. But nobody, it just, it takes a long time to get that. And now the consumer, as they always do, is forcing mm-hmm. that. So they are messier. So the retailer can yeah. be messier yeah. mm-hmm. and be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And when the retailer mm-hmm. says, I was messy, I'm sorry, have at it. That's right. great. Exactly. Isn't that a better yeah. customer experience? I'll, I'll, I'll go to expert. Yeah. If I as a if I as a retailer make a mistake, but then I fix it, isn't that better than yes. to that customer? Because then, then they that's one that's they perceive value in that. They perceived honesty because it is in fact being honest. Right. And yeah. you have a, you have a better. I think you have a better experience. You do. It's authenticity, and I, I would say the customer appreciates it, but so does the store team. The store team knows when you've mm-hmm. done maybe not the right thing. So if the company comes, senior leadership comes back and said, you know what? We screwed up. We didn't make the right decision. We didn't spend money where we should have. And this is what we're going to do differently. What that creates is retention for the store teams, which is probably another R word along with the recession word, which I think will also come up this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I think employee, employee retention. I know I'm host, I'm, I'm doing a, um, a panel tomorrow on that. I think this idea of what do brands need to do? to hire, retain, and attract great talent. Yeah. It's it's another 40-year like dead horse, yeah. to your point, Vicky, <laughs> yeah. that you and I have been having this conversation also for many years. But it's it's actually never been more important. Yeah. And it's really hard to say that in 2023. It's critical. Yeah. It's it it will make or break the future of any brand not retaining their talent. Funny yeah. how it has to do with people still. Still, all, after all, still this it always time, comes back. Always comes back down to, to people. Yeah. 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 yeah, which is good. Yeah. It's yeah. really yes. good. That's but it's, really right? but it's, messy. it's messy. I love Vicky's word. Yeah. You know what's messy? Because managing yeah. humans is messy. Yeah. yeah, and it's hard. And which is also why I believe many people don't want to talk about it because it's really hard. Yeah, yeah, and it's emotional. And there's that emotion is bigger than ever. So that the ability to lead people in an inspiring way has yeah. never been harder. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like about that phrase messy is, you know, one of the, one of the metaverse technologies or uh, the, one of the immersive, immersive commerce, commerce te- technologies <laughs> is live yeah. streaming. And now it's a done yeah. deal. It's right. a done deal in China. It's a done deal in right. pack. And we just think <clears throat> we're now beginning to experiment with it. My only worry about that is if we try to over, over, produce the live streams and I'll, the example I'll point mm. to is B&H Photo mm. yeah. so yeah. B&H Photo uh, a lot of this equipment is for B&H Photo <laughs> right. just sure as I look is. around I'm and sure so for, for folks that don't know who that is it's just literally the best uh, camera shop in the planet I would argue um, and it's people are passionate They're, the salespeople are exactly everyone you would want them mm. to be passionate about the product use the product for our photographers and so when you go in you have this amazing experience well i used to you know because i live in california and there there's only one store and it's in right here in manhattan um you used to have to call in 
which was okay. And then they started doing text chat, which is actually okay because then they could send links. Well, somebody said, why don't we just put a camera? We're a camera store. Put a camera in there. (laughs) And the first one I did was like two years or whatever it was. And it was not a good, I mean, it was a great experience, but it was not a fancy, I mean, it was like, this is not a great stream, but the content was crazy. And I'm like, this is fantastic. The guy's showing me this. He's he's pulling out a $3,000 camera lens and a 10,000. Uh, Kathy, I put that one back. Okay, I didn't buy that one. And then he brought over a cheaper one. And I'm like, I'm like, this is crazy. And then, you know, Michael Sakura comes into yeah. your your uh, clubhouse and he starts talking about what's happening in Asia Pack. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, that's mm-hmm. an novel idea. Yeah. Why don't we look east? And then I go, wow, okay. Yeah. So my only worry about that is if we try to make it too if we overproduce it, I think was the mm-hmm. word I was looking for. Yeah. Just, yeah. just let it yeah. be authentic. Let, right. it be messy. Right. Yeah. Messy. let it be messy. Messy. Yes. Well, and, and you were yes. the one, Vicky, at when you were at Tory Birch, I think you were talking about you were at, at some conference, you were talking about like a uh fashion yes. show or something you did where you had nutty response. I mean crazy responses, yes, right? Because we we did this test where we had such brand advocates. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was Path I can't remember the name of it, but anyway. We went out to our customers yeah. and we made them part of the process. Novel here's, idea. Huh? Here's four buttons. Which one when do you like? like? Yeah. Okay. I like that one. And like... they feel so in the know. Look, yeah. people, again, when I, I, I just bang that drum about it's about people, it's about people and it's about community. They belong to a community. People yeah. want to belong. Yeah. That's what they want. Right. Whatever yeah. it is. Two people, 10 people, 5,000 people. And they became part of an insider community by being asked their mm-hmm. opinion. It was yeah. extremely powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never yeah. forgotten that story. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, just, and, and just, yeah. so I'll add on to that with one interesting point from one of the sessions today from the, uh, the GMU consumer study that, that, uh, Gotham has been on the show many times, uh, Preview today. I haven't got him on my show yet. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, well, I don't know, Jeff. I mean, I, I don't know. I can, I can probably help you. With yeah, that. maybe Vicky can pull some strings for you, Jeff, and get him on your show. But he's he's he kind of been a regular. Me. Here. Maybe that would help. <laughs> wow, that might be it. <laughs> but he, Ron, this is full content. He likes me too. Right he gives here. my That's book right. to his students. He likes me That's too. Right. Yeah. Here you go. So I think you you've missed the boat on that one somehow, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. So, but he did mention uh, he had one of those points. If you remember on, on the data he preview about uh, consumer pain points about having a, a a store associate that wasn't helpful or just wasn't around right when they wanted them to be right, right? that was and the reason I bring that one up is because you know you, you've been saying this now for for half of our recording Mickey about the that messy connection mm-hmm. right and I think Ron you may remember we've talked about this before with that store associate being the live streamer yep. because they're the one that has the connection with the customers Customer. that shop at that store, which is exactly Jeff's story with B&H, right? Because you you know that store. Yep. <laughs> you are a passionate fan uh, yeah. of that store. Fan so boy, official how fan could boy. they not get you to buy something through a live stream showing you what it is, what the product is, when you can't be there in the store to physically touch it? So I think that that and to it doesn't me is, have um, to be overproduced. Exactly, no, it right. just and has that's, to be but that's a knowledgeable the key. because it's people working exactly. with people. Yeah, and yeah. that's the key. Yes. And that's I'm, I'm you've got to tweet out that term messy. If not, I'm stealing it because <laughs> we need to make that yeah. the standard. Yeah. Don't screw this up. Right. Don't overproduce. Right. Sorry, digital media folks, don't overproduce this. <laughs> Perfect yeah. is the enemy per- of, of the good. Of the good. Of the good. Yes. Make it yeah. clean, make it authentic, make yeah. it honest. And I think the best proof point, and we were all talking about this before the mics were on, about how many people that we run into on the second day that we're here, that we all felt like we're talking to them for about 10, 15 minutes until suddenly you realize this is the first time we're meeting in person because we've only ever seen each other on Zoom calls and Teams calls and all these. We're always just a bit of square on a screen, but we've done this for so long now. We it's feel true. like we have this existing connection it's true. And, and now we're in person. It's true. But, you know, like Ron, we, we hadn't met in person before. Until before last today. night. Yeah, last until night. last night. Mm-hmm. So that's to me is the proof point, right? Yes. That you know that kind of a... I'll call it, it sounds negative, but I don't mean it to be negative. Yes. Low production value live stream because yeah. it's authentic and right. it's messy. Yeah. Right. right. That's true. why there's such tremendous buzz now that you say that. That's what, what I'm thinking. It's a combination of seeing the people you've known forever and being so thrilled mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see that person. Yeah. And at the same exact time, 
seeing a bunch of people that you've never seen in real life, only right. digitally. Yeah. So you have this like information overload, yes. right? Yeah, it's true. I have a, a statement. I used to say, like when we were trying to implement systems quickly and let's get it done, I used to say, don't worry, be crappy. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so, so now we could say, don't worry, be crappy because it's authentic. Yeah, it's true. And add the authentic. Uh, Authentic's yeah. a good word. <laughs> yeah, sure. it is. Yeah. yeah. I think the challenge though with some of that that I've seen is it's just sometimes one more thing for the store to do. Yeah. So I yeah. actually think part of the conversation this week I'd like to hear is what are you taking out? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Not what yes. are you adding right. to yes. it because yes. it's, yep. Yep. You know, they've been asked to do BOPUS. They've been asked to actually do more returns from web. They've been yeah. asked sometimes then right. to live stream. They've been asked to chat from the website. Mm -hmm. They've been asked to do many different things yeah. in stores. Yeah. What are you taking away so that the store can be that much better? What can you yeah. handle maybe in the office? How do you mm -hmm. use staffing in a different way? Right. How do you hire people just to do live stream? Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of different ways, but adding more because right. you're in love with the new technology and the yeah. store's like, what the hell? Yeah, Sharon like, made such a good point about that today. She did. She said yeah. she you did. just don't realize that you're that you're kind of piling on. Okay, right. and right. you know it's cumulative. When, when you get to um, economic hard times and people are being laid off, this one of my least favorite sayings in the world is "Do more, more with, with less." less. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and I've always said no. That's not what you transition to. What do you you do less with less is what you do. Because there's always something to give up that does not hurt you. You just yeah. aren't thinking. Mm -hmm. You're not having right. innovation of thought. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at those things, those ham theory things that say, oh, why do you do that? Because I've always done it. So do less with less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you have less, maybe your budget is different in 2023. Right. What are your most important priorities? Exactly. That yeah. are great for your team and great for your customer. And maybe you can't have everything you always dreamed of. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is not the year for it. Right. And that's right. okay. It's okay. Yeah. But you should still come to an NRF show, learn what's happening to your point, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Don't be one of those brands that didn't pay attention. And we're seeing the news, those that are not making it. Right. They yeah. didn't pay attention. So pay attention, but maybe you don't execute everything in 2023. Right. right. And I think it's right. a thought process that I'm not sure all retailers do. Yeah. I think they come here sometimes looking for that, all the ideas and then want to execute all of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, Ron, you're the only voice in this industry for the store associate. I, I'm trying to think of, right. is there anybody out there that would have just said what you just said? <laughs> and the answer is no. I never yeah. would have said it because it, it, I mean, I'm not, a, I, I mean, I grew up in a store. I, oh, I grew up with a World War II <laughs> combat veteran father who, who would say you will absolutely do more with less because I did during the Great Depression, but he's not the most scalable person. So you're the only voice that's really even speaking to that. And how important is that? What can you take off the plate? Because it's yeah. just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, it doesn't always mean that you want to do less. Sometimes you need to do more. Or just, right. But I think it's, it, it's that point earlier. Listen, learn. What does the customer asking for? What does the team need? Mm -hmm. And then make a decision based on what you've heard not the other way around. Right. Don't right. come to a conference call or to a, a big video call and say, guess what? I went to NRF and we're going into the metaverse <laughs> and you have Please don't say 300 that. stores on the call going, okay, I can't even be on this call right now because I need to go ring some customers up. Yeah. And so I think there's that. this sometimes like yeah. misconception. Yeah. Um, and thank you for saying that, Jeff. No, I just true. think- I just, yeah. it's just, you're such an important voice out there and you're the <laughs> only voice out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And which is odd to me, you know, as someone just because I, I came from stores, but if 80% of your revenue, you know, comes from store right, to store, 80% right, right. of the conversation should be about store about to store, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always the sexiest part and it's the hardest part. You know yeah. what? Yeah. I have never thought of that before. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I am point. willing to bet in technology... 60 to 70% of the conversations around e-commerce because it's all technology driven. Right. I, yeah. I, I don't know how we would analyze that, but yeah. I, it's got to be that case. I've never thought about it yeah. in that regards before. And most yeah. of those people don't come from stores. Right. So I right. think that right. there's this right. sometimes, yes. you know, and, and I do believe in this and I'm sure Vicky would back me up. Sometimes 
there's a lack of knowledge about the store because if you don't come from the store, you're uncomfortable in the environment. Yes. You actually don't know what questions to ask. And you think it's easier than it than it is. That's exactly right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So I would right. host yeah. often you know, executive teams or I would say to the office here in Times Square, I'm going to be in Madison Avenue every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Before you come in, meet me at the store. To 150 people in right. the office. Right. I'll be there every day. I will answer all of your questions. I will walk you through the store. Uh, you don't have to do anything except listen to the team, and I'll lead the conversation. I could buyers, planners, finance, IT, everybody, mm -hmm. my, my own store team would come and listen and learn. But I did all the work for them. Because what happens when people go into stores, they don't actually know what questions Not to ask. Right. Yeah. They don't right. know. It's like, How's your business? Yeah. Well, read the yeah. flash. Like, yeah. You don't need me to do that. So I yeah. think that there's this f almost fear. There's yeah. a fear of the store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that I'm personally trying to break down. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny about that. So I, I really, at, once I left my dad's operation and went off to college, um, I really was never in the stores, but I was in distribution. And what do we have every year in distribution? We had a thing called inventory. inventory. And guess what we used to get to get? Oh, we got all the people from the front office coming to help <laughs> us. <laughs> and guess what we did about three days after? Unfix or fix all the help. So I I just think of that, you know, I could really relate to that. Oh, the no. last thing you want to see is, hey, we're from the upfront office. We're here to help. No, oh, they, they're very away. proud that they work in stores on Black Friday. They're exactly. Very proud of that. Yeah. Probably yeah. causing turmoil. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> put people uh, in a high stress environment where everyone's on edge. Right. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to throw out one last thing for us to get some opinions on because maybe the the final piece that I think we are going to hear more about because the couple of conferences I've been to last year, this came up, uh, and it's been an, a pattern and a trend, and that's retailers doing more B two B kind of services than just selling to consumers. To because it goes right, you know, it's high margin activity, helps with the revenue. Might not be a lot, certainly not in the kind of com transactional volume you get from your stores. But taking things that you're good at as a retailer, bundling them up, selling it to other retailers. I'm seeing a lot of that. I, I think I, I have to believe we're going to hear and see a good amount of, of noise about and buzz about that at NRF this week. Mm. I think that uh, there's a couple themes there that that play into that. Okay, first of all, it's this is the best industry in the world and the most resilient and the most creative and the most agile because you are dealing with that customer and every day is different for a retailer. Every day mm -hmm. is different. I don't know how else to say it. It's the truth, right? So, since every day is different for uh, a retailer, okay. In this world, nobody is doing anything by themselves. You can't be successful by yourself. This is why I talk about partnerships. Right. Because what we've seen is the tech world coming together, spot solutions, let me add on to this, I can help you. Look at the partner right. networks. They've grown right. and grown and grown right. like crazy, right? Right, And yeah. And same thing with people thinking more partnership-oriented. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I've just gotten to yeah. the point where no one can do it alone, yeah. and right. they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is at That's the where it's crux coming from. of yeah. this is, yeah. Yeah. look, if I can't build it, let's go find it. Let's work mm -hmm. together. Right. So Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, well, I've yeah. always said I think technology and retail is much more expensive than it needs to be because – Everything is competitive advantage, so we can't share anything. So everything yeah. has to be custom developed. Right. You don't see that in other verticals. Yeah. In manufacturing, they're all, I mean, the CEOs are all engineers. You're right. I mean, they just, they just like, okay, but, if if we all design a better drill rig, yeah. let's just compete on who can get the, you know, raw materials yeah. to market. Let's yeah. not compete on, hey, I've got a, you know, a, a unique drill thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. crazy. When I, when I used to try to explain how retail operated inside my Gartner colleagues in other verticals, it was like, they would look at us like, you are out of your minds. <laughs> you are out of your minds. Um, wow. And I get why we are, I mean, in some ways, because we, I mean, we are the, the we saw it in March and April of 2020, how thin the line of civilization is. It's one, it's one grocery uh, supply chain. And if that supply chain would have crumbled, if, if the truckers would have said, Hey, listen, everyone's cutting and running, we're going to cut and run too. We'd be, we'd be having a different conversation right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. but 
you know, let's just let's just maybe compete on doing better business and not necessarily on I've designed conveyor some place, you know, super unique. We'd be a better industry if right. we would do that. Yeah. We'd, yeah. Be, we'd be buying ch- technology at a cheaper rate for yes. sure. Yes. And I would argue that we're much more similar than we are different of course. in many ways. And I think that's also often missed that everyone thinks that their business is so special. Yeah, it's not. And, and they're yeah. not. You, you right. may you sell something different, yeah. but the core of actually how this industry operates yes. is not that different. And I do think we have to be more open to learn, open to listen, open to, you're right, maybe it's I, I buy it instead of developing it. Right. I don't hire someone right. or you do it. In a pop-up, and I learn how right. to do it uniquely. But I do think we we there's something I don't know, Jeff, if you agree. There's something that we feel in this industry for every brand I've worked for that no one does it as well as we do. No, hundred percent. We're the best at it, and therefore I'm not going to share my secrets. Exactly. And I and I'd like is, to like break that down a little. They're bit. not secrets though. That's <laughs> the thing. It's it's like the, you know it's like what is it? Uh, uh, the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's it's software. <laughs> It's true. The people that benefit from that, and, I, and it's a bit heresy because these are some of my clients, but it's the consultancies who who get get have gotten away with you know mm. mass customization. And so if we could just absorb technology, and by the way, a lot of software companies say, listen, just accept code at base, and you know you you'll drive the cost down. We'll be able to refresh. Well, you know, it, so it's it's that whole mind shift. Look, remember, people yeah. are always going to protect their turf. Yeah, hundred okay? percent. And right. you think right. not. Not just from a brand perspective, but think about the infrastructure that's inside retail where you have the heads of departments, yep. okay? And it, it, when we tried to break down those silos, okay, and get the communities to work together because they have to do that to, yeah. to, to have a great business, yeah. it's people are very protective about their whatever it is. Unique knowledge. Their, their unique knowledge, mm-hmm. their power, their salary, their, you, you know, it's it just goes to your core. And again, when you understand the person, you can deal with it in a, in a better mm-hmm. way. But that's, you know, where that comes from is the protection of not what's mine. And, and then I've seen where each person thinks about it differently. A marketer is going to be extremely protective Mm-hmm. A digital person is much more open and free about. So how you ra- were raised in the industry is really affects how you react to That's these true. things and how you yeah. are. That's- Seeing all the groups together, they all have, CIOs have a very different personality. I'm not saying anything up or down. I'm just saying mm-hmm. they all have a different, different personality. Different. Right. That's fair. All yeah. totally valid and why and reason of how they grew up in the industry. And now they're all... They everybody has to work together. Yeah. So it's you're getting to the core of humanity. Hmm. Wow, yeah. that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> and it's only day two. That's true. <laughs> and wow. we're just getting started. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> we're just that, getting started. That is probably a good place to wrap it up. What do you think, Jeff? Fantastic. I think good so. Good way to kick off our I series. I think so. Some of us yeah. have a San Francisco 49er game to go watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some of us have to go to the next thing. Yes, that's right. That's do. right. There's a lot of next things <laughs> yes. for the next few days. <laughs> well, Vicki, Ron, thanks so much for joining Jeff and myself to kick off this series. I can't think of two better people we could have asked to join oh. us for a great retail conversation. Yeah. This was very fun. We need, yeah. Ricardo, we need like a fun little fun. mini Ron podcast studio <laughs> that we can tow around with. Right, that's right. <laughs> like a little four foot wide <laughs> airstream. That would be awesome. Airstream to go with so it's more glamorous way. than this little conference room. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. I tell you what. Gosh, Ron, you, uh, I can't see an airstream. I, every airstream I see, I think of you. And there's an airstream dealership in Morgan Hill, too. And I, every time I go by that, I go, over there. <laughs> good job, man. Thank just, you. Just good job. What Thank a game. Thank you. Well done. Yep. Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank Thanks, you. Jeff. Thanks, everybody. Jeff, until the next one. Yeah, day three. Let's day go. Three, let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Damn, you didn't oversell that intro, Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> Killer discussion. I didn't even notice how long it was. It just had me wanting more and wishing I was in the room. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, it, it's definitely getting my vote right now for best episode we've ever done. I mean, there, there, there's something to be said for capturing these kind of conversations in person in a really small room among friends and just a completely open discussion. Well, I hope our listeners and viewers 
enjoyed that. I know I did. I really wish I had been there, but next time. Next time. Yep. And I'm, I'm sure this will not be the last time that you see this group get together for a chat. You can count on that and we'll, we'll uh, bring them back for, for more in the future. So for those of you paying attention, if you caught our other Rethink Retail friend in the background, well, if you've guessed it, Julia Raymond, you'd be right. Julia was watching through the glass outside the conference room, taking a few pics. I bet she didn't expect you guys would be there so long either. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That is so true. I'm sure she didn't think it would be quite that long. <laughs> well, Casey, I think this wraps us up for the first part of our NRF Live miniseries. Indeed it does. Stay tuned, everyone, for the rest of the series and be sure to catch the fun not only on the podcast, but also this week in Innovation hosted by Jeff Roster. Ricardo, that's a wrap. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Remember to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a minute. Want to know more about what we talked about today? Take a look at the show notes for handy links and more dates. I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. And if you'd like to learn more about us and stay connected, follow us on Twitter at KCC Golden and Ricardo underscore Belmar, or find us on LinkedIn. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter at Retail Razor, on LinkedIn, and on our YouTube channel for the latest updates and content. I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's never been a better time to be in retail if you cut through the clutter. Until next time, this is the Retail Razor Show.